Hello and a big warm welcome to you. I thought this would be something that you might find quite interesting because sometimes, and if you've been to any of my workshops or you've done any of my courses, you'll probably find that this is something I talk about quite a lot. And I find it can really, really help us as parents to really see that in so many ways we are quite similar to babies and children. And one really, really simple way I think this can operate in is to reflect on yourself and if you've got times in your life and it may be quite frequently where you're really um, getting really basic needs not met that might be for you're not getting enough support you're not getting enough connection or not getting enough community or fun or rest or choice or consideration, things like that. If, can you think of times like that where you're really not getting those needs met? And do you notice if that, and particularly if that's ongoing, that you tend to then feel maybe kind of a bit more frustrated or agitated, particularly in your parenting? Maybe it's really hard to, um, to feel enthusiastic, to cooperate when your child asks you to do something for them, to want to contribute to them and their needs. Do you ever notice that? That when you're really, you're not getting your needs met, that your own, um, your own capacity to contribute and be what I think is our true nature as babies and children and adults is to connect cooperate and contribute and lots of other C's that's the three C's but I have ten um, and when we're really not getting our basic needs met particularly emotional needs but on all different levels of needs that it can be uh, we can then have upset feelings that kind of sit on the top of us which get in the way of our natural desire to connect and cooperate and contribute do you find that have you noticed that in yourself and what I like to then remind you is is it possible and plausible or even helpful to remember if you know this already that if there are some needs that your child isn't getting met and there might be similar things for connection and often it's with us particularly the younger they are or for choice you know such a basic human need to choose to have choice about um, you know what we do or um, fun, again, really, really important need for all human beings, particularly children. And if they're really, if they're not getting those needs met on an ongoing basis, this similar thing can happen. They can feel agitated, upset, frustrated, powerless, and again, those feelings can sit on the on the outside of their true selves. And their true selves, again, they have the, the ten C's, but I'm just going to mention the three to connect, cooperate, and contribute. So I think it can be a really, really helpful thing to remember this for both us and for our children. So if your, ch your child is, um, is not connected, is avoiding eye contact whenever you look at them, or you ask them things and they're apparently not hearing you deliberately, or they're just not willing to cooperate, um, not willing to contribute to you, to ask yourself, have they, are they having enough connection? Are they having enough choice? Is there more I could do in terms of offering connection? And again, not in a way that's really overwhelming, but could you do a, a five or ten minute chunk of present time? If you're not familiar with present time, we've got lots of free resources. About to have a little free mini course, four day course, 
on Powerful Present Time practice. That's marionrose.net. So, you know, it can be really helpful to have tools that are going to meet those needs in ways that don't actually mean that we get our needs met less. It's so important that we find ways to meet our children's needs in ways that also meet our needs too. So present time is a wonderful one because it can really meet their needs for, particularly for connection and choice, and often fun too, probably often through the top needs for children in ways that can be quite doable for us because um, setting a timer and doing a 10-minute chunk of present time is often going to be way easier than thinking we, we're going to need or we have to be present all day long. Of course, if our child is younger, like particularly if they're under three, um, you know, they are going to need more connection. That can be hard too. But just having that one tool can make a huge amount of difference. And it's the same for us. So, you know, if you're feeling grumpy and agitated and a child's asking things, you just don't want to, you don't want to do that thing. You don't want to play that game with them. You don't want to cooperate with them. You don't want to get them a, the food that they want. You just don't have that natural desire to contribute cooperate with them or connect with them, again, it can often mean that really basic needs aren't getting met for you. And again, finding, often as parents, I think we need to find quite, um, you know, we need to be quite um, creative in our ways of getting our needs met. So it may also be a present time for us, which again, I find really helpful to remember for myself. Like if I connect with doing present time for myself and I go and lie in the hammock with that, with that, um, intention to really connect in with myself to connect in with the support of the hammock if you've done some of my courses you may have heard me talk about mini me moments and I'm really there and I'm present and I'm really letting myself be supported I'm feeling that I'm looking at the trees and I'm really being present in that 10 minutes that can have um, an effect of helping me feel relaxed and but kind of energized as well and filling up my cup in a way that I could have two hours um, but not really be focused on actually being present with myself and meeting my needs and it can have you know much that two hours can have much less effect than a 10 minute present time self present time mini me moment in the hammock so looking at those two those two for us and for our children unmet needs can lead to desire not to want to cooperate, uh, just kind of antsiness, kind of agitation. And there's another thing that can we can bear in mind that can also really lead to challenging or not so enjoyable behaviours, in, again, in ourselves and our children. And that is accumulated pent-up feelings, particularly what I call sweet spots, so feelings that are coming up from the past in a similar moment in the present. And... Again, I find this so helpful to keep remembering this. We're very similar to our children. So I'm sure, have you, have you had times in your life where you, um, let me think, you, um, you're with your child and they're not seeming to listen to you and you have this thought come up, they're not listening, they're not listening, what, they won't listen to me or they won't help me. And actually, when you connect in with those, you've got some really big feelings about that, which probably means that these, this is reminding you of experiences when you were a child, perhaps, and perhaps your parents didn't listen to you, or teachers didn't listen to you, and those really, really big feelings come up. And if this is ongoing over um, you know, days or weeks where your child isn't doing that, that's going to be repetitively, repeatedly, 
um, reminding you of those past feelings. And when those feelings are bubbling up, you might find it's harder to go to sleep. You wake up in the night and you're thinking about it, or you wake up early in the morning, or you have a really big reaction. One time they do it and they just don't look at you. And I know this, I've done it myself. You're talking to them and they're looking at something else and you suddenly have this big reaction. Or, um, do you see where I'm going with this? Does this sound similar to what you might see in your child? Or, um, really, just not, just not really being the natural, again, the three C's. You're not being your natural compassionate self. You're not wanting to connect, cooperate, contribute with them. You might be quite grumpy. You might want to use power over them. You might try and make them do stuff. And it's all becoming from these painful feelings that are bubbling up. So, again, I think it can be so helpful to also put that lens on our child. You know, if your child is kind of having a big reaction about one tiny thing, they suddenly go into a big tantrum or a massive cry, or um, they just don't seem to want to go to sleep, you might call it fighting sleep. I have also have a, a free course about um, why I think babies and children don't fight sleep but why we're fighting their natural relaxation mechanisms. So again, you can find that on my Marion Rose website. Um, it's a free introduction to sound sleep. So again, do you see the similarities? They're, so they're not going to, they're seeming to fight sleep, they're not going to sleep, or maybe they wake up in the middle of the night, or maybe they're getting up three times, or maybe they're waking up at the first light. Uh, what other similarities can we see in our behaviour? Maybe they just appear really grumpy and they're just not really, um, not, they're talking to you in a kind of what you might call demanding voice in inverted commas or they're, you know, they're just not, they're kind of antsy and their tone of voice is unenjoyable and they don't want to cooperate and they don't want to contribute and they don't want to listen, they don't want to connect. And of course, when they're doing all those things, it might be tempting for us to put all kinds of labels on those and, and judgments on those because that's the culture we've all grown up in, most of us anyway. But do you see how helpful it is to go, oh, well I can be really like that when I've got painful feelings bubbling. Perhaps they've got some accumulated painful feelings that are also bubbling here. Perhaps that's why they're behaving in those ways that I don't enjoy so much. And again, there are tools that we have to um, help those feelings bubble up and bubble out and come out of our bodies or their bodies so that they and we return again to that natural state of con connection, cooperation, contribution. And some of them are really simple things like if there's a big reaction to a little thing and a big cry or a tantrum for, for them or for us, being present, listening, I'm here with you, I'm right here, I'm listening, hear that you're frustrated. And knowing that that's a natural relaxation mechanism, that's how feelings are designed to bubble up and out if there's loving support at the same time. So if it's with our child, it's us being there with them, listening, being present, being compassionate. And if it's ourselves, it's really helpful to either have a friend, an empathy buddy with us who's also listening, or our own inner, what I call our inner loving crew. So again, if you're interested in finding out about your inner loving crew and how to connect them, I have another free course that in the Loving Presence Process, the free intro, again on my website, marionrose.net. So we can develop this inner presence, this what I call presencing, it's inner presencing, so that we're not on our own 
with this, with the tears or the or the big raging and the big crying that that's coming up. But there's loving support to listen to those feelings. So that's just one of the many ways that feelings can come up and be heard and be healed. You know, we can connect in. I, I have a thing called an in loving presence process. So we can go through this and listen to the feelings from when we were little and we weren't heard. And those little parts of us can get to say what they didn't get to say then, like, uh, listen to me, stop, stop talking, listen to me. And those, we can express those to the people who the feelings kind of were directed at, really. Not our children, but our teachers or our parents or our siblings. So the more we get to release those feelings, the more, again, we can return to that natural state, connected, cooperative, contributing, wanting to connect to our children, feeling more compassionate to them because we've released that chunk of feelings that was getting in the way of us cooperating, sleeping, um, being um, warm and open and all of those things. And it's the same with our children. You know, there are lots of different tools we can have, not only listening to crying and raging, there's attachment play, which again, I uh, have a free intro course on my website, Marion Rose, now, which I'm mentioning a lot of times today. Um, there are ways that we can help children release these pent-up feelings. And basically from this paradigm, which is an aware parenting perspective, by, which is from Aletha Salter, is that that is why children behave in, most of the time, why they behave in the ways that we don't enjoy, whether it's not sleeping, not cooperating, hitting, biting. Do you remember I talked about us using power over? Power over for children is with hitting or biting or throwing things. And again, it generally comes from either chronic unmet needs for, for choice or pent up past painful feelings from particularly experiences of powerlessness like um, medical procedures or separation after birth, things like that. Or, or just day-to-day -day ongoing things that we're... You know, there are lots of things children don't get to choose, even if we're really aiming to help them choose. So it's really, really helpful to see that we're so similar to our children that the reason we act in not-so-enjoyable ways and the reasons they act in not-so-enjoyable ways are not because of all the judgments we might have about them, which leads to us acting probably harshly and not very effectively, and if we're having those judgments about ourselves, it leads to guilt and shame. But if we have this compassionate perspective and say, well, what, what's going on here? Are there some unmet needs here? If so, what can I do about it? What can I do to meet my needs now? Can I phone up a friend? Can I go for a walk in the park with my kids? Can I have a bath with them if, if needs be? What can I do to meet my child's needs? Can we do 10 minutes of present time or attachment play or give them choices about what's going to happen next. And if, the, if, the, if they or us are still being kind of unenjoyable, not cooperative, not contributing, agitated, not sleeping, then it probably means there's some deeper pent-up feelings that need to come out. And then we can use these other tools we have. We can, we can get an empathy buddy and we can, or a counsellor or a therapist or we can use it in a loving presence process. We can use our own tools that we have to release these painful feelings to get them to have them heard lovingly so that, that we can, again, return to our natural state. Same for our children. We can um, 
we can listen to the tears and the tantrums, we can do attachment play to help with the powerlessness and release the feelings of frustration or rage. So again, that they become connected, cooperative, contributing, calm, um, concentrating, all the things which are actually a child's true self, that actually our true self as well. It's just that the unmet needs, the feelings from the unmet needs, and the feelings from the pent-up feelings get in the way. So having this context can stop us judging them and judging ourselves and, and have a much more compassionate way of looking at what's going on, as well as really tangible, effective, empathic strategies to help things change so that we do go back to that, those three C's in ourselves and for our children. So, hope you found that helpful. I really enjoy this model. It, it's, it comes from Aletha Salter's PhD, Aletha Salter PhD's perspective, which is, she talks about the three reasons why children have, do things that we find challenging. One is unmet needs, one is accumulated feelings, and the third one is, well actually it's the first one, is um, need for information. But often I leave that one out because we often think that's the only reason. We'll give more information a hundred times or we'll give ourselves more information. But often that's the least likely reason. So I hope you enjoyed this. As I said, I've got lots of free resources and all of these things. Sending you lots of love and I'll talk to you next time. Bye for now.